The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only, the... Now I realize that it, you're right. You do live on the west end of Portland because, you know, fucking my brain just doesn't work right. Tammy, the Bigfoot Underwood. Hi, everybody. I'm just... It's a western town in Denawa with the eastern boys and western girls. Oh, that's an 80s song. I, like, I know. That sounds familiar. I'm telling you. I can't remember who sings it, but yeah. A weird thing that happens, though, like, because you drove my truck a while ago, and I don't ever change the station. Oh, I know. And it was on Charlie FM, and I didn't hook, it hadn't hooked up to my phone yet, and guess what I heard? What? Take on me. Oh, my gosh. Me. And, you know, that's a stupid-ass song. Take but, on me. But yet I'm still saying, take me on, and singing way off a of key and everything. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I have no shame. I know. I think it's funny that when I try to sing really loud with the radio, I, I sing way off key. Yeah, I can't. I can't hit those high notes, man, because I have these things called testicles. You know what? Billy Joel has always said, because, you know, he he still plays in at uh, Madison Square Garden every year. Right, right, right. He has said if at any point he cannot hit those high notes like an uptown girl and stuff, he goes, that's when I'm done. Hats but, off to him because I have a hard time keeping the vocal range that I have now, you know, and I've maintained that. I've maintained my vocal range ever since I was a teen. Right. And I'm 50. And I can't imagine. And it's it's hard. And it gets harder every year for me to hit some well, of the Well, I was going to say, isn't it harder because you, you know, because you're a smoker and everything? Because I smoke and I drink and I've done tons of copious amounts of drugs and all kinds yeah, of Yeah, there reasons. is that too. But there's age too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I've, I've noticed, like, in probably the last five or six years, I used to be able to, like, get up out of bed and no problem, like, fucking be dead on vocally. Uh-huh. And now, like, I'll be going to, uh, you know, freaking, like, work or something, mm-hmm. and a, a song will come on, and I'll, oh, I, I can do that. I, that's that's in my that's in my vocal range, and I'm not even close, because like, I, like, <laughs> oh, I guess I need two more cups of coffee and a prayer. Not even close. Yeah. Uh-uh. Shit that I sing every day. Yeah, pretty much. Weird. But okay, so you gave me this. I've never heard of this chick before. Oh, she's kind of recent. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, Joanna Dennehy. Joanna Dennehy. She was. Uh, she was psycho. But you know, because we talk about this a lot. Hold on, she can't be psycho. I didn't marry her. Well, if she were over here, you probably would have. Joanna, call me baby. <laughs> Anywho, we've talked about this before. Um, when it comes to serial killers, even though, I mean, serial killers make up, what, 2% of the population of murderers in all across the U, uh, U.S. and the world? I think that was a statistic. Yeah, I mean, I, I could be wrong on the exact positive. number, but it's a very low number. It's definitely 5% or below. Yeah, it's definitely. And that's probably a stretch at the five percent. But yeah, you know, we there, there's a lot of serial killers out there, but you got to con- consider there's there's like what, seven billion people in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, and that's why they say that the chances of you being a victim of a serial killer are like you have more chance of getting hit by an asteroid. Exactly. Hold <laughs> on. Hold on. I got to yell people in my basement. See, 
See, feel lucky. <laughs> Shut up. Sorry, they need to be reminded every once in a while. Yeah. So, but even rarer than serial killers is a female serial killer. That's true. There's only been a handful. Like, uh, there was Eileen Warnos. Yeah. Rosemary West. Right. Um, I mean, we do have the ones that are part of couples. You know, like, what's her name? Who was part of the Moore's couple? Oh! You know, Catherine, oh, Catherine Knight wasn't really a serial killer. Yeah, she was, um, a, she was just a psycho. But we have the Gallegos. Yeah, and, the Gallegos. You know, some of those out here. But to find one that operates by herself that isn't a baby farmer. Exactly. A baby farmer or uh, a baby killer. You know, because we covered those ones that uh, used... You know, that killed their children as, like, a form of birth control almost. Right. And there, there was that nurse. And don't tell me her name. God damn. I got her face. She's an ugly, ugly cow, too. Oh, fuck. The one. You were in the U.S.? Yeah. Uh, You're talking about that chick down at. J- J- oh, my God. Now I forgot her name, The one who too. ran with the, with, with the babies every time yes, she killed them. Yes, yes, yes. It's so yes. sad. I wanted to see Oh, the my God. Baby. I can't. I can remember her I name, but she's out of Texas. Yeah, I'll shit. tell you in just a minute because I have it in but, here. But just like the, the 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 two lesbian chicks that killed in the nursing home, that's still that's a super rarity because number one is two true. chicks killing together. That's true. That's another one of those like one in a bajillion chance. Yeah, that is true. <clears throat> I think was, her name was Jones, uh, Jenny Jones, Janine Jones. Jones, Janine Jones. There you go. That Thank you. It. I knew it'd come to us eventually. I don't have her information on and here. And the only reason she stands out in my mind even more than Eileen Warnos was because with Eileen, you can see it. Okay? She had yeah, kind of. She had that abusive childhood. Yeah. She just, she, her life was really shit all along. Right. And then she starts killing guys to rob them. Right. You kind of, you can say, okay, I don't, I, I'm not condoning it. No. Kind of understand because you're a whack job. But then you have somebody yeah. who's really trusted, like Jen- like any nurse. Oh, yeah. Like, totally any nurse. Like when I went to the doctor and I and I met my new doctor, Dr. Kang, um, you know, his nurses and everything like that that came in and out and the people that checked me in and then because he's, he's a, yeah, a resident. So okay. he's doing his residency there. Um, and his boss that came in who's like the, I don't know, the, the, the head doctor. The yeah, fucking, they're called the... Um, I don't know. Attendant. Attending. Yeah, attending doctor. Um, super, but I trust them all. Yeah. I trust them all. Now, do I have a reason to? Not really, because I don't know these fucking people. Right. But, I mean, we've talked about this before, that people in the healthcare industry and law enforcement, there's already this inherent level of trust. Yeah. In, you know, in those professions because, you know, of what they do. I mean, I don't really trust cops, but I trust my doctors. Right, but I mean, I don't trust them cops so much anymore either. But I mean, there was always that healthy level of respect and you know trust there. Totes. And I know, and I always, every time I'm at the like, if I'm in urgent care, even like when I had my surgery and they gave me my IV, I said, um, "Are you sure that's really you know lactate ringer that's in that bag?" <laughs> Because I need to know. I've covered way too many serial killing cases in the medical industry to trust you right now. Oh, dude, if, I, if I'm if i getting any kind of shot, I want to I see you actually fill the syringe out of the vial. Oh, yeah, totally. And I want to read what the vial says. Yep, I want to read I that vial. I do that all the time. I want to I make sure that syringe is fresh yep. out of a package. Yep. And I, you know what? I even check to make sure the pills, too, because I'm allergic to Dilaudid. And there were a couple of times that 
when I've been in like the emergency room and stuff and they're like, oh, I'll just give you a shot of Dilaudid for the pain. I said, oh, uh -uh." (laughs) you know, but yeah. And then I had one of them, one doctor at urgent care actually gave me a medication I was allergic to. Thank God I'm not deathly allergic to it, but you know, it makes me break out in hives and I'll tell you, I, I never had this kind of paranoia. Right. Until two and a half years ago. When we started this. When we started Brutal Nation. Because <laughs> I was thinking, what happened to you two and a half years ago? Oh, wait a minute. Two and a half years and over 500 episodes ago yeah. is when I started going, like, even Dr. King. I like him a lot. And he's like, he's like, okay, I'm going to check out. By the way, I want to let you know that we feature a lot of medical serial killers, okay? Goes, <laughs> yeah, check out Brutal Nation. So you better watch yourself because I got my eye on you. Like, you. You seem like a killer guy, man. Like, no no pun intended. You're, you're an awesome. Yeah, but yeah. Just know, just know, just know, I'm watching you because yeah. I am paranoid as a motherfucker now. Right. Well, I think that's a good thing. I trust all the nurses and stuff at my ortho's office. I mean, we joke around all the time and, you know, but still, I'm just like, you know what? If I don't know you, I don't trust you a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. And then that, that's me, man. Especially with doc. Well, uh-huh. Really just anybody because. We have covered some cases mm-hmm. that when we're when we're telling the background story or even researching the background of these people, you're like, huh, is this going to lead to a killer somewhere? Oh, that's yeah. him? Yeah. What the? F- exactly. Ex- what the? Well, I mean, hell? we talked about it in episode 100 because Cesar Baroni was a CNA. He didn't target his, you know, his residence, but he was a CNA, a health care provider. Yeah. And he was very charming, very charismatic, that when he got arrested, I was like, no, that's not the right guy. You got the wrong man. I was wrong, very wrong. Yeah, I'm like paranoid of everybody. I'm mostly yeah. paranoid of Jen Dahl. I, wanna, I keep bringing that up because of the. it just sticks in my fucking head I've, that she wants to skin people or herself. Just a little. Just a little. Just a little bit. Yeah, she's creepy. Just a thin layer. <laughs> it's just here's where she gets you, okay? I figured it out. She's got that little crooked smile, and she's just adorable as hell. And she ta- and her voice is like, yeah, she sounds like a fucking twelve year old. Yeah, she, yeah. She would never hurt anybody, but I bet you that. Oh, she's got larceny in her heart. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's what an ex boyfriend told me one time. Yeah. I bet you that somewhere in Florida or southern Georgia, she's like transporting bodies out there. She's probably <laughs> having a whole graveyard. Well, I've seen the meme she like puts up for you of her digging these big old assholes. Oh, she, she's no stranger. She's like she's probably thinking, this isn't the first hole I've de- dug, motherfucker. <laughs> I got more holes dug than you have episodes. <laughs> That's right. Wow. <laughs> All waiting for you. No, nah, she probably killed several people. Right. It's, it's weird. Four of the neighbors just moved out. Whole families were like out of nowhere. They just appeared and left their stuff behind. I don't know what happened. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Meanwhile, they're all buried alive. <laughs> Fucking guys going, I did. All I did was, was say good morning and I coughed. I, and then she said, fuck you. And then hit me in the head with a shovel. <laughs> we talk about her mom all the time. Okay. Because her mom carries a shovel and plastic bags in her trunk. Because she oh. takes clippings of the plants that she finds on the oh, side of the oh, road. Oh, oh, okay, that makes sense. That and makes as soon as she told yeah. me that, I said, oh, oh, Jen, that's nay, nay. I'll tell you what your mom's doing, because they live in Georgia, too. Uh, and it abuts next to a forest. Oh. And uh, 
And I said, I bet you that that on her deathbed, she's going to be like, right behind our house is 8,400 bodies. <laughs> and then she's going to pass away. Yeah. Well, I had I had friends that... that serial killer shit going yeah, on. Yeah. I had friends that were an older couple that... Um, he would carry a shovel in his vehicle as well because he would scrape up like roadkill to put in his backyard to feed the buzzards and the, you know, the not buzzards the so much, fuck? but the, yeah, because he liked them. He thought they were cool, but yeah, you know, I know that's what I said too until I realized that, you know, he just liked the way they, you know, he wanted to feed them because, you know, that way they didn't have to go hunting, I guess. Here, birdie, 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 birdie. <laughs> right? But in the early 2010s. Oh, this is recent. Holy yes. shit. 30... Joanna's still alive then, right? Yes. Hey, baby. Please, if you know jo- Joanna Dennehy, please, please call me, baby. God damn, you're already <laughs> you're sexy as fuck. But 31-year-old Joanna Dennehy went about and over a period of a few days, it wasn't considered a spree killing because it wasn't like back to back. Um, 31 year old Joanna Denny stabbed three men to death. However, this is what her intent was. She, she was intent on killing nine people so that she could be as infamous as Bonnie and Clyde. Goals, man. Goals. Yeah. I can respect that. I respect that, Joanna. I respect that. Yeah. Well, and not only did she stab, she stabbed three men to death, she also stabbed two other men in the street that survived. Now, she was arrested and convicted of first-degree murder in 2013. And when she went on trial, she actually told the court, I killed to see how it felt, to see if I was as cold as I thought I was, and then it got Moorish. Right? Her desire actually landed her in prison being the only the third woman in the UK who was ever given a whole life sentence. She's murderous and she has that English accent. Mm, God, my nipples are oh, getting I love, hard. I love English accents. I have hard nipples now. Oh, stop it. Anyways, do you know, I mean, one of those three killer, you know, women who was given a whole life sentence was also Rosemary West. Yep. Remember? And she seriously deserved it because fuck them. Yeah. Oh, well, that exactly. She just actually she deserved the death penalty. But unfortunately, UK doesn't have that. They should have brought back just for her and Fred. Right. Well, he committed suicide. So cowardice bastard. Yeah. Instead of facing his crimes. Now, Joanna is a young woman who actually turned to murder with no conscience and no remorse over what she did. As a result, her case is actually one of curiosity because the questions are being asked about just what made her turn into a serial killer when she had a good background and get, and was given all the opportunities in life available. I know why. That were available. Why? She didn't go to church enough. The Church of the Mighty Majestic Mountain Cows. There we if go. If she had gone and she read Deuteronomy, or the Book of Hoofs and Horns, or the Book of Lactations, or even the Book of Calrithians, and listened to Reverend Beauregard Vine, that's right, Reverend Bovine, she wouldn't have turned to murder. There wouldn't have been evil in her heart. She would have had the love of the mighty, majestic mountain cows. Can I get a hallelujah, brothers and sisters? Hallelujah, brother Bo. You're so weird. Okay, now let's start with, you know, 
kind of her background a little bit. With cows? No. <laughs> Joanna Dunahy was born in 1982 and was raised in a secure, with a secure and happy childhood with her parents and her sister. By every account, her home was a loving one near St. Albans in Hertfordshire, UK. She was, you know, she did well in school. However, once she hit her teen years, she started to rebel. Um, alcohol and, you know, she started, you know, consuming alcohol and drugs. And she also began, you know, cavorting with people following a more dangerous path. You know, hooking up with the wrong crowd. When she was 15 years old, she started a relationship with an older man and actually had two children with him. Taking notes now, she's into older dudes. I'm an older dude. She's from the UK. She's crazy. She sounded pretty damn good. Yeah. Call me. You're so weird. Oh, she'll get out of prison someday. Let's see, I'm trying to think here. I'm 48. My brother's 43, so she would be 41 now. Uh-huh. Oh, fine. Your brother. Yeah. Call me. My brother. Stop it. <laughs> Anyways, um, as the years went on, her personality began to change. She started showing signs of narcissism. She did little to take care of her children, and she put her own needs and desires before anybody else's, and she also appeared to do what she wanted to do, regardless of the impact it would have on her or those around her. In her defense, some kids are assholes. Maybe her kids were just assholes. Yeah, maybe. But... She got sick and tired of them. She's like, fuck these kids. Yeah, but there were also other worrying signs when... I'm not saying that they are, by to... the way. I'm not saying... But no, maybe. but, you know... There were also other aspects of her personality that started that were signs that something could have, you know, might happen. Is She's, it is because of butt sex and nipple clamps? Stop it! What I do? I'm just asking a question. Anyway, she I started self harming. I'm getting freaking. I'm getting in trouble just for asking a question. God damn! Inappropriate ones. How's that? Now, I'm just wondering. She was. She began self harming. And then she allowed the drugs and alcohol to take over. She developed a hatred of her mother, and that's when her life began to spiral, right? She ended up getting a tattoo in the small of her back of a... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I read that wrong. She got a tattoo of a small black star on her cheek, and after a period of... After she spent some time in juvenile hall, she for burglary and numerous incidents with her boy with her boyfriend that relationship failed then in 2012 joanna was convicted of theft and underwent psychological testing while she was in prison with the resulting diagnosis of antisocial personality disorder the underlying psychopathic traits were noticed in her that these were the underlying psychopathic traits noticed in her rage impulsivity, anger, and violence. Now, the medication program was developed, which stabilized her mood, right? Then she found herself in the town of Peterborough in the east of England. Then by March of 2013, she was out of control. She was homeless, a raging alcoholic, and addicted to drugs, and she no longer had contact with her family or her children. And that's when her descent into murder started. 
Now, Kevin Lee was 48 years old and a family man, and he rented rooms to people who were vulnerable and in need of support. Did he have a brother named Bruce? No. Just asking for a friend. Yeah, well, um, my brother's little brother, uh, next youngest brother, is named Bruce Lee. Is uh, I'm just wondering if, if either one of them talked in subtitles. No. Oh, no. just asking for a friend. No. Now, anyways, he and he actually met Joanna and rented her a room to keep her off the streets. Um, and it's also said that her attitude and strong nature appealed to him, and they soon began having a romance. Now, he began to use Joanna as his, quote, enforcer, to handle other residents who had not paid their rent. Now, she seemed to enjoy this new role very much. That, in my head, makes me think of her knocking on the door. Uh Uh-huh. Open up. Look, you need to be paying Mr. Lee his money. (laughs) I'm going to have to come back here. And uh, feed you to the fishes. Is that your hand? Crack on my finger. That's right. I broke your finger so you remember. It's a little reminder note for you, okay? (laughs) Next time I'm going to come and I'm going to break a finger for every hour you don't have my money. (laughs) You remember, you have yourself a wonderful day, Mrs. Smith. Happy 80th birthday. Yeah, there you go. Happy 80th birthday. To say that, you know, she instilled fear in these people was an understatement. She was fearless in her attitude of, you know, and she enjoyed the power and control that this position provided for her. Now, Joanna had accommodation, a source of income, and a romantic partner, and she stopped taking her medication because, you know what, she no longer needed it, in her opinion. You don't need it when you're enforcing the laws of your apartment complex. See, hold on. Yes, Mr. Smith, you have yourself a really good day. I know you got your rent money now. (laughs) And we appreciate it. You're a good kid. Go away. Yeah. So this is the first person that she killed. Uh, 31-year-old Luke... Skywalker? uh, No, I'm going to hate saying this name. Lucas Slavozewski. S-L-A-B-O-S-Z-E-W-S-K-I. That sounds like a character from a cartoon. It kind of does. That is kinda. a slob that you walk in and go, Jesus Christ, Luke, 50 pizza boxes, you have ants, yeah. and is that a rat? It's a dead rat. You know, I could picture him in that cartoon you turned, you know, that you introduced me to, that one about the conscience, you know, their conscience was a separate character. Uh. You know, that... And it's really, really bizarre. It's on Netflix. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I can't Big think Mouth. Of... Yes, there you go. Yeah, that, that took me in a second. I watched so many fucked up things. I'm gonna... Damn, yeah. I got to go through my repertoire. Well, and it's of... really funny because this grown-ass adult man has so many fucked up cartoons that he watches. Well, here's the thing. I like really don't watch TV. Right. But then I'll find something like Big Mouth or uh, Paradise PD, something that's bizarre, or The Book of Pure Evil, and I'll binge yeah. watch the fuck out of it. And then I won't watch TV for like a year. I was going to say, the book of pure evil was hilarious. That should still be B 
being produced. That was just yeah. There was only what two seasons? Two seasons, yeah. Yeah, I think the the two episodes that I enjoyed the most were the two musical episodes. Those were pretty fucking <laughs> awesome. Those were right. But anyways, thirty-one-year-old. I'm just gonna call him Lucas. He was obviously Polish with a name like that. Damn Polish. He had recently moved to the UK and found work in Peterborough. He met Joanne around town and was taken, you know, was attracted to her confidence and her attitude and hoped he could start a relationship with her. And her big boobies. Stop it. Sorry. I, that's not me. It's the voice in my head. He had to talk. Yeah. On March 19, 2013, he actually received a text from Joanna inviting him to her apartment. It, You know, they say flat over there, but it's an apartment. He was excited at the idea of possibly having an intimate relationship with her. So he said, you know what? On my way. You know, those, you know, you know, those booty calls. Now, they began to drink and talked and laughed and appeared to be having a good time. Then she blindfolded him and what he thought was just a little, you know. Sex games. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I've pretty that much. To, I've had chicks do that to me before. It's hot, it's hot. I don't know if I could do that, but, you know, whatever. It's, it's scary. With a with with a with a person you haven't boned before that you don't. Oh yeah, to, I bet it is. But it's erotic as fuck because because well, you know me, I pick chicks like oh, I might not make it out of here alive today. Like Catherine Knight. Like Catherine Knight, who I think is just perfect. Yeah, because <laughs> never mind. Anyways, um, but once he was blindfolded, Joanna grabbed a knife and stabbed him in the heart. Damn. Then, then she realized, hey. I got to get rid of this body out of my apartment. So she did not have, I mean, she was not big enough nor strong enough to do it alone. So she reached out for help. Now, there was a known criminal in Peterborough who had spent time with, Den, you know, Joanna over the previous months when she was in prison for, you know, that robbery, I think it was. Um, and his name was Gary Stretch. Yes, that was his <laughs> real name. That's awesome. Yeah, he was also a man who was attracted to her because he was, you know, he was captivated by her and who friends said would have done anything for her. And her big boobies. Yeah. She also got the help of another friend named Leslie Layton. The two men arrived at the apartment and easily removed the body in, in okay, it says, they say wheelie bin over there, but we all know that's a garbage can. Yeah. And they took it outside and dropped it off at a separate apartment block. Neither of them showed any sign that they were appalled by her actions, nor did they object to helping her get rid of this body. Pussy will make you do weird shit. Yeah, I guess so. She's got big boobs and she's hot. You know, you're going to do that going, "Hmm, I'm going to tap that. Okay. Okay, then... Come on, we've all been there. I, all those guys I, there. I was going to say, I've never been there, but okay. A couple of days after that, the two men returned to the garbage can, because apparently it hadn't been picked up yet, and used Gary's car to drive it out the body out to the countryside where they threw him in a ditch at the side of the road. Okay? Well, you have to empty the wheelie bin. Right, exactly. Just leave it full, man. Now, when after um, Joanna killed Lucas, she, I mean, it gave her a thrill. And so next comes John Chapman. He was a tenant 
in the same building renting a room from Kevin Lee. Um, he was a war a veteran of the Falklands War and, and also an alcoholic. He had very few friends, so very few people would miss him. On March 28th, nine days after she killed Lucas, Joanna talked her way into John's apartment by offering him a drink. Because he owed some money. Right? Then, after he, you know, drank so much he passed out, she used the same knife she used that she had killed Lucas with to stab him. It's a good idea, man. You don't want to ruin a bunch of knives. Just one. However, this is it. Instead of stabbing him once in the heart, she stabbed him six times in his chest and neck. Now, he didn't stand a chance against her because, obviously, passed out drunk. And then, again, she needed to get rid of the body. So, who does she call? Gary and Leslie. Oh, I thought Ghostbusters. To help her dispose of it. Now, John was placed in the same ditch as Lucas. The motive for, her, for these murders, in this case... Or the motive for the murder in John's case isn't clear. Joanna did not rob her victims. She didn't torture them or require anything from them. It seemed the act of killing was the only attraction because she enjoyed it and gave her and it gave her a sense of empowerment. You know, when she took the life of another person. I'm ready to marry her. I know. Several other individuals with a similar taste have come under scrutiny by psychologists and criminologists in an attempt to understand their behavior and why they appear to carry, you know, to go through with such acts. The psychological profiling of serial killers has, you know, shed some light on the understanding of the psychology involved and provide, has provided groundwork for the possibility in trying to prevent a criminal from becoming a serial offender or even intervening before they act on those impulses at all. Now, a couple hours after Joanna stabbed John, she was looking to kill again. She just wanted to go out and, you know, find a third victim. And she knew the perfect one. So on March 29th, 2013, you know, the day after she killed John, she invited her boss, Kevin, to her apartment. He, this is the guy who supplied her shelter, money, and also was her lover. If you want to be my lover. <laughs> yeah. Now you got to kill. You got to really, really kill. Yes, I want to kill. I really want to kill. If you want to be my lover. Oh, my God. You're so horrible. Oh, come on. Now, that was good. That was creative <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, it kind of was. Now, let's keep in mind, Kevin knew <coughs> that Joanna was dominant. And she enjoyed power and control over other people. Okay, now hold on. Let's not let's not stop being mean to Kevin because of knowing that. And let me tell you why. Because sometimes, no, I'm not being it is mean hot to him. As fuck when a chick dominates you in the bedroom. Not all the time. Well, if I mean, but, but she wasn't just dominant there. She was dominant everywhere. Nice. However, it is not likely that he had any idea of what was about to happen. Joanna and Kevin had an enjoyable evening. She actually got him to put on one of her dresses, which is a game. And it, it was just some fun. And then just like she did with Lucas, when he wasn't expecting it, she stabbed him repeatedly in the chest. And, you know, he was dead within minutes. That night, her two trusted friends 
dump him in the ditch seven miles away in the same one the other two were in. What were their names again? Um, oh, my God. You're going to ask me that after. Gary Stretch and Leslie Layton. No. Gary and Leslie's disposal service. How can I help you? Right? <laughs> oh, chew it, get Joetti. Got another body? Yeah. No problem. We're on our way. Right? Now, keep in mind, she already had him put on one of her dresses. So when she actually went with the guys to dispose of the body, and when they did, she positioned him in a humiliating pose with his rear end sticking up in the air. And she laughed and joked about how her own plans for how he would be found. Here's the problem with that, though. I got two words for you. Ready? Uh huh. Monica Lewinsky. Oh. Because her DNA is going to be on that dress as well as his. Oh, that's true. That's true. And that's how they, that, that, that's how uh, freaking Billy got pulled in and indicted because well, of, you know, that's true. Because he had some of your cousin on a, on a, uh, on a dress because he's a semen. You get that one? Are you there? I got it. Bueller. I got it. Bueller. I got it. I'm ignoring it. I got it. But yeah, that's uh, it's ridiculous, especially we're not talking this is like 1910. No, this is modern. They have DNA technology. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, this didn't stop her spree of violence. She had just killed three men in a course of 10 days. Now, nobody reported John or Lucas missing. But Kevin had a family, so people were concerned about him. The next day, his body was found by somebody, you know, by a member of the community. So a murder investigation was obviously launched looking into his history and lifestyle. And Joanna quickly became a person of interest. You think? Yeah. Now, she and Gary Stretch had already fled. They sped away in his car, driving to Norfolk to continue her reign of terror and murder. It's a long stretch from here to Norfolk. No pun intended. No pun intended. I know, huh? Anyways, I had to respond to a text real quick. Sorry about that. Now. God dang, another one of your customers? No. It's be busy somebody for you asked on Sandy. me if I would eat something for dinner, and I said yes. Whoa. Is that a, it, is, it was is that ham four? and scalloped potatoes, weirdo. Whatever. Is that four? I bet you that customer is going to give you four coupons at Bed Bath & Beyond. Nah. So anyways... On April 2nd, they were in Norfolk when they committed a robbery and they tried to sell the stolen goods by contacting an old friend of Gary's named Mark Lloyd. Now, Mark found himself mixed up in the plot he would he could not have imagined was even possible. Joanna told Mark she had already killed three people. Now, Gary, and she told him that Gary had disposed of the bodies, and she was looking to kill somebody else. Now, Mark actually agreed to take them to a meeting point to sell the, you know, their stolen goods. But at the same time, he had intentions to call the police as soon as he got rid of them. He was stuck in the back of the car and listened in horror as Gary and Joanna laughed about the murder she had committed and when they discussed the victims and planned to find more. He actually later recalls Joanna saying to Gary, I'm a killer. I want my fun. I want to have my fun. I wanted to do nine. Now, as they drove around, Gary points out a man in the street, a 
by the name of six, he was 64 year old Robin Bereza. And within a matter of moments, she had jumped out of the car and plunged a knife into his shoulder before running back to the car. And as she was running back to the car, he fell to the ground. Now, once she was in the car, the atmosphere was a mix of terror from Mark and joy and laughter from Gary and Joanna. They, they kept driving. They came to a stop in the state where 57-year-old John Rogers was walking his dog. Just nine minutes after stabbing Robin, Joanna repeated her actions by stabbing um, John Rogers over 40 times before she returned to the car with his dog, announcing she wanted to take that little puppy for a walk. Okay, number one, number one, number one. I want to point out something. She didn't fuck with the dog. So, automatically, I'm picking that a note. Dog person. I like that. And strong. She did it 40 times. Stabbed him 40 times. Are you filling out her Tinder profile? Oh, no. I'm thinking this is marriage material right here. All I can, all I can hear in my head is, when you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you are. You're so oh. Now, please tell me you have a picture of her. I do, actually. Oh, somewhere. my God. That's going to be I don't know hot. if I have it on the thingy. I'm going to masturbate to I it. I think I do. Stop that. She's in my. She's going to be in my spank bank. Stop that. Mm. Hey, she didn't fuck with a dog, okay? okay? I want everybody to give her points for that. But that's she not the didn't point. Me- that is, I don't care if she kills people. She didn't mess with the dog. True. She did not. No, I don't have a picture of her on the drive yet. Oh, how sad. Sorry. I'm going to have to look one up before I go to bed okay. tonight. A little stroke, stroke. Stop it. Now, after both, you know, these, uh, these last two men survived her attacks, they were able to get the, the authorities a description of her because of her distinct star tattoo. Now, the authorities, the police quickly. <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? She's just as stupid as the fucking white supremacist neo-Nazis that I had Berserker across their the, head. I know. When will you idiots learn out there? If you're going to kill motherfuckers, don't have a face or neck tattoo. I know. And cover up your arm tattoos. Like, if you have something like a star on your face, oh, that's her over there. She's got a star on her face. And I mean, yeah, that's the bitch right there. You know, or if you have Berserker across your freaking head. Right. It's pretty easy. Well, did he have any distinguishing marks? Yeah, it said Berserker across his head. Oh, that's the motherfucker over there. Jesus. You guys are idiots, man. Fucking morons. Exactly. Be better. That's what I'm saying. I can't stop you from fucking killing people. Be better at killing. Yeah. Just email me, man. You can email me at scott.alexander at twistedbluellc.com. It comes to my, my own email. I'll help you. I'll give you advice on how to be a better killer. Stop. I'm serious. I want people not to. I, I want people, if you're going to kill, because I can't stop you. I'm not a cop. I'm not the FBI. I'm not the CIA. I'm not I'm not nothing. I'm just a fucking fat ass with a guitar and a podcast. Um, I, I, I want you to do better in life, okay? I, I, make your parents proud. Because I'll tell you, if you get busted for murder and you've got like a fucking face tattoo, your parents yeah. are going to be so disappointed in you. I know, but right? if you don't get popped for murder until you've done a few of them, and they're like, wow, my son's an asshole, or daughter in this case here, is an asshole. But you know what? They were smart about it. They yeah. didn't get caught for a while. They were smart about it. Right. 
You know, but they're going to be like they're going to look at you straight up in the courtroom. Well, is there any uh, words from the uh, from the defendant's parents? Yeah, we should have aborted him because he's an idiot. You fucking moron, mom, dad. I thought you loved me. No, why? Because you're a moron. That's why we don't love you. Hey, hang yourself in your cell. That's what you're going to hear from your own parents. You don't want to hear that. Anyways, you want them to be proud of. Okay. Anyhow, murder. Hey, serial killers' lives matter. Just saying. Anyhow, the officials were able to quickly link these new report, these knife report, these attacks with the girl they wanted as, you know, they wanted to talk to in the as a person of interest in the murder of Kevin Lee back in Peterborough. Now, they were able to track her and Gary down and promptly arrested them. Now, after she was arrested, she was, like, so polite and seemed happy and carefree. There are reports saying that she sang the song, I'm Singing in the Rain, as they led her to her cell. She should have been singing the song by, uh, uh, fuck, who is it? Uh, Raining Blood. I don't even know that oh, song. It's, it's by a satanic band that's really oh, fucking weird. Slayer. Oh, is it by Slayer? Yeah, Raining Blood's by Slayer. Oh. She should have been singing that. But you know what? See, she she knows she, she can have good manners. She's obviously got to be fairly good looking because nobody's going to do this for, for a homely check. Let's, let, let's just be frank about that. If you look like a fucking mongo boy, people are going to be like, uh, no, love, you look like somebody shat on your face. And they're going to be like, maybe we ain't helping you with that. But she got to be good looking. And uh, yeah, and she likes dogs. I want to reiterate that. She likes dogs. She's determined. She's goal-oriented, strong, can plan things out. I like her. Okay. <laughs> and she won't complain if I have a drinky poo or two. Yeah, you're weird. So on May 8th, she was, she was officially charged with the murder of Kevin and the attempted murder of Robin Bereza and John Rogers. Now, in the meantime, on, then on April 3rd, the authorities found the ditch containing the bodies of her other victims. They're, at first, they didn't link them to her. However, they got to thinking. There, it's not usual for three murders to occur, occur in the same area. It's not unusual to be stabbed by anyone. <laughs> and it's so, not unusual to be dumped by anyone. But when we thought of Joanna out here having fun, it's not unusual for you to be a serial killer. You know, I almost jumped up and did the Carlton. <laughs> um, and if you don't know what that is, oh my God, watch a 90s sitcom. <laughs> now, they, so therefore it didn't take them long to link them back to her. One, one victim, of course, was her landlord. Another of resident in the apartment building and the other one had message for her from her on his cell phone so she was eventually charged with three murders the evidence against her was very compelling both circumstantial in her relationship with the victims and the forensics in that she used the same knife in each attack now during the, her court hearing she showed no remorse she was reported to be smirking and appeared entirely cold to the, you know, what was being said in court about the bloodshed and trauma she had, you know, caused. On November 21st, she pled guilty to all charges. And from the courtroom, she went straight to the Old Bailey for sentencing, where Mark Lloyd testified against her and 
he was not charged with any crime. Joanna became the third woman in the history of the UK to receive a whole life sentence and was categorized as too dangerous to ever be released. And too legit. Too legit to And actually, I forgot about who the third one is, but now that I read it, it makes total sense. Oh, who's the third one? Well, of course, we talked about Rosemary West, but then the other one was the Moore's murder, Myra Hindley. No, we were talking about her earlier. Right, I, I but we, didn't I, didn't, I didn't mention the fact that she was the third one to receive a whole life sentence. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, okay, gotcha. both of them were convicted of multiple murders and are the only two women to have received this sentence up until that point. Gary Stretz also received a life sentence while Leslie received 14 years. Now, it's also said that when she was, when Joanna was sentenced, to a whole life sentence, she told the courts they better not put her in the same facility as Rosemary West or she would stab that bitch too. <laughs> See? Right. Okay, hold on. Dog person, goal-oriented, hard worker. I like all, I like that. And she doesn't like Rosemary West. And Joanna, if you can manage to get out and go after Carl or Hermolka, <laughs> I will meet you Forever again. Forever in your debt. I will go up to Canada and marry you tomorrow. <laughs> Call me, baby. Call me. Anyways, this is actually considered a rare a rare murder case, especially over in the UK. And it's probably rare by US standards, too, because it was so brutal and committed by a female offender and the manipulation and, cr- and control she had over everyone around her. Now, she has... Um, Joanna has now been marked in history in a case more brutal and more chilling than anyone could ever have imagined happening across the world. You know, so I just can't get over her brutality. But also, I mean, I watched a couple of documentaries on her. And she, I mean, when she was on the run, she and... um. Gary Stretch stopped at this uh, motel and there's pictures of her like posing on the, you know, the catwalk area leading into the motel room where, you know, her leg is up on the railing or up on the door. She's just posing, giving weird things. And then she's sitting in a chair. There's pictures of her sitting in a chair with kind of like licking the knife and stuff like she she was proud of herself. She does a little turn on the catwalk. On the catwalk. Well, she was extremely proud of what she had done. She did good. You know. I mean, she fucked up with the dress and, you know, not changing up. I guess she should. What she should have done is, like, ordered a set of knives. Well, and maybe she shouldn't have killed people that were close to her. You know, easily linked to her. And then that's true. That's true. To be better in that fucking star tattoo. That's the only thing. Okay, Joanna, when you and I get married... Getting that shit lasered off, okay, baby? Just that's the only thing I'm asking, okay? You get you and don't stab so me, weird. don't stab me right away. Like, give me at least you know a couple of years of, of good loving. But um, the 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 star tattoo, it's getting lasered off. It's getting lasered off. Yeah, you can get a star tattoo anywhere else, but not on your goddamn face. Be better. Be no, a just better. Just get killer. it as a tramp stamp, right? No, above her ass, it has to say owned and operated by Scott. Oh my God. Okay, Todd Junior. <laughs> Todd and I have goals, man. Is that the whole episode? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I know man. this is a short one, but she, you know, her crime was quick and 
fast, and mm-hmm. so the episode was too. And sexy. Hate you. Remember, boys and girls, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Uh, tickets are still on sale for our November 3rd show. Get on to uh, either Facebook or Instagram and look for Brutal Nation. Not Brutal I mean, Nation. Twisted, Twisted Blue. Blue uh, Twisted Blue, the band. And uh, and you get a $5 discount code. Gonna yep. be a lit show, man. Uh, let's see what else. Check us out on Crime Beat on Medium, uh, Facebook. All right, this is Joe's Copyright 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All right, so I'll reserve it if you're hearing this or any other part of this on anybody else's show or podcast, except for Metal Cross Radio, the Lion, Thieving and bastards. bastards, and Kick them in the Nuts. Oh my God. <laughs> we'll talk to you, sexy motherfuckers, later. Stab someone today. Bye bye. Stop that. Bye.